<laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, it is Thursday. It is nine. So that means it's UK Cowboys time. How are you all doing, guys? How are we doing? Fantastic. Yeah, we've got double this again. So we've got the Scottish Chuckle Brothers. Oh, struggling. Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought it was me. <laughs> oh no! Someone screenshot this. Someone screenshot yeah. this quickly. <laughs> uh, I think Mike's just kind of had a little bit of technical difficulty, but yeah. So I don't know what he was going to say about me, but we do also have Graham, my fellow Scotsman here, and of course Marcus, aka Bluff City Cowboys. Yeah. How are we doing, my man? Yeah, thank you guys for the invite. It's always a pleasure to come on the show. Uh, so uh, I'll wait to see what when Mike is going to come back on. But uh, so uh, I don't know what he actually has lined up for tonight's agenda. <laughs> I'm still trying to. I'm, I'm basically kind of going with the robot now because <laughs> he's normally the man with who's in charge here. So, um, but yeah. So oh, it looks like with uh, I'm just looking at the description online. It says we're supposed to recap the Cardinals game. I don't know if you guys did that last week or not. Well, you no, could, we, no, yeah, so, no, we haven't done that yet. So because it's every first time we do this. So yeah, so the Cardinals game. So let me bring up the wee banners then. Uh, I'll remove Mike off the chat just now until he comes back in. All right. So preseason uh, training. Yeah, here we go. Okay. So yeah. So. Guys, what did you think about uh, the game against the Cardinals? What, who were the standouts? Who were the not so standouts that you felt about the game? You want me to start? Uh, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, okay. Marcus, on you, on you, All right, well, we can go ahead and knock the low hanging fruit out right now. <laughs> I've been talking about this since March. Why won't they bring in our center? Why won't they bring us a legitimate center that knows how to snap the ball? Yeah. This yeah. this has been my pet peeve out of every position we've had. I knew this would happen because Connor Williams is in the center. Matt Farniak is in the center. Connor McGovern is the closest thing we have to a backup center. And he's so good at guard, you don't want to waste him at that spot. And I just feel like they should have addressed it, even if it's not a talented guy. Somebody who can get the ball to the quarterback. And we can yeah. handle the rest later. What about you, Graham? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with Marcus. I think um, across the across the entire offensive line, I think we are extremely extremely thin. I think is the nicest way to put it. Um, the, the first the five starters pick themselves, and then it's a roll of the dice to see who who takes over from those starters. Um, I think Biadish owns the job already we're yeah. not even we're not even halfway through uh well i suppose we are halfway through camp now but um the two tackles pick themselves um Lambeau. the center picks himself it, it, it's it's un unsettling that we don't have any competition shall we say yeah um i think marcus is totally right i don't think biadish did enough to secure the job as as heavily as he's done um uh, to go back to your original question paul i have to pick up enrico dowdo do not fumble a ball on the few opportunities that you get yeah um we talk about flash in preseason. do not fumble um 
I think that was a huge mistake. Uh, when you consider how, how thin his chances are anyway, yeah. and then you go make a mistake like that, and it had to be Daryl Worley <laughs> that caused the fumble <laughs> as well, the ghost of Cowboys past. Yeah, um, unfortunate. Yeah, I have to admit, when, when I saw that name pop up, I'm like, oh, God, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but, yeah, so... For me, and I may be going into deep waters here by mentioning this one player named Chris. He's been on a highlight, and this is no dig to this particular player. I'd love to play to bits for what he's done and how he's came across adversity to be in the place he is right now. But seeing Jalen and that Jalen Smith in that game, I was a wee bit. Uh oh. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this, Marcus. So yeah. It's kind of going into the deep end, but. I will leave it to this one play, and I find, try to remember who it was that shared the video. I can't remember if it was um, D Law, uh, D Law, Law Nation, or yeah, it was the running to the sideline. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, I think he was more in the containment on the, the and just completely was like look like out like out of sync and. Him trying to move across over the side of the field, he looked really incredibly slow. Yeah, and now we're hearing the news that he's training with the number twos rather than the ones and stuff like that. So it just makes you really wonder is like, what's actually ha- I'm more concerned what's actually happened to Jalen rather than we're seeing all the comments where people are hating on him. And yeah. just, just so we qualify, we're not hating on him, we're more concerned mm-hmm. what is going on with Jalen. So I don't know about what you guys think about that as well. I mean, for me... Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. It's nothing quite like the Wi-Fi deciding it wants to pack in just as you go live, so I do apologise. Happens all the time to me. (laughs) Man. But go on, guys. Continue talking. I'm just going to keep sorting this out. Hey, Brandon. I see you, baby. After after the season Jalen had last year and then to go and take number nine in the off season, mm-hmm. and then to go and play the way he did against the Cardinals, it's not helping. And like you guys are saying, what is there? Is there something we don't know? Mm-hmm. Is there a health issue that we don't know about? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. And, 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 and here's the thing, though: we want him to be the best, especially like he's on the like for him to be a linebacker. In the, like, we gave him this big contract because we thought he was going to be in this high trajectory of yeah. becoming better and better. But it seems it's not right that we have things are standing right now, and it's just facts. It's not looking. He's not meeting those expectations right now. Yeah. Right? And, and people could say, yeah, it's the highest tackler like within the team and stuff, and he was in top ten last year, but. But you also need to look at how many mistakes he made last season as right. well. Like, and I can always go back to the Cincinnati game last year. That was just absolutely abysmal. From yeah. from like we were absolutely torn apart from the midfield in that game. Uh but yeah, um I mean what what do you think, Marcus? <laughs> and to add on what you just said, people forget Jalen has played 95% of all defensive snaps the past two years. Yeah, yeah. No other linebackers play more than 60. You would expect him to have that many tackles because he's on the field all the time. I know. If mm-hmm. a linebacker played that much and didn't have that many tackles, you should be concerned. 
Yep. And here's the thing, like, could we blame potentially he could be worn out because he's getting all those snaps? Do you think it could be one of those things as well? Like like you said, 95% of all snaps. Right. That 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 that's a lot of wear and tear in one season. Like get like give room for the guys who's are like second stringers, go them and like third down or whatever and that, like just mm-hmm. get, get the rotation going so therefore we're causing less injury. And especially like we all know what Jalen was like uh, when we brought him, when we draft him. He had to get the knee repaired. He came back. He came through with flying colours, and we're pretty much throwing him into the deep end now. Last season, but now we're starting to see this decline in terms right. of the speed awareness. And yeah, I, I, it's more. It's like I said. I'm more concerned. I'm right. not. Hate, I'm not hating on him. Jalen isn't a bad player. No, he's Agreed. not. Agreed. Agreed. But he is what he is. He's a yeah. north and south linebacker. That's it. Yeah. You put him east and west, he has problems. We don't use yeah. him that way. Mm. I've been saying it for years. He needs to be our Sam linebacker. Yeah. Rush, contain, yeah. set the edge. Me and he you were it. talking about this before, Marcus. We right. both came with the same sentiment that yeah. he has been utilized wrong. That There is that factor that you've got to take in. Um, but for me, what I actually think is those first two years where he had the, the knee injury and the drop foot, I think, because you think about it, the most critical time for any rookie coming into the NFL is those first three years. And he spent two of those three years injured, injured. and and he wasn't developing. He wasn't developing both as a fla- player and his athletic profile. And that's what we're seeing. And we're seeing an echo of that down the line. Yeah, and DJ Dog brings up another good point. Yep, our other linebackers are just better than him right now. Yeah, yeah. Michael yeah, Parsons good. in limited snaps has done stuff, and, and I love the shirt too, Paul. Michael big, Parsons has big, done big stuff. shout out to the G Top for the shirt, man. Yeah. Big shout out. <laughs> He's done stuff in thirty snaps. We haven't seen Jalen doing a year. I mean, mm-hmm. Neil has done stuff in twenty snaps. We haven't seen any of our linebackers do. Go mm-hmm. in, make big hits, call turnovers. Yep. These guys are coming in in preseason and limiting snaps and showing us stuff. Sideline to sideline ability, getting in the backfield. That's not saying Jalen's a bad guy, but if and, and a testament to our defensive coaching staff, because for, for the first time, we have coaches who are looking at guys and saying, This guy's playing better than this guy. So I'm going to put this guy on the forefront, and the other guy has to earn his way up. Mm. And years past, either we didn't put any competition in linebacker or the guys who were there didn't really get a chance to compete. Yeah. 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 That, 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 I'm sorry, mate, but dog again with the brilliant comment, like I'm actually kind of concerned about this as well. As much as I am loving Usa right now, he is, I'm worried we're going to push him too much right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. Like being a rookie and he's he already is playing a lot. Like because we're seeing what we're doing with Dak right now. We're isolating his playing time just now to us of any in case he does pick up injury. We're doing it with Micah Parsons right now. Like we're only limiting him maybe like 10 snaps in those two preseason games, and that's mm-hmm. him done for the night. But with Osa, he seems to be pretty much nearly on for the whole game. Like so snaps, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's on 102. He's 102 snaps already. Right? And that's in two preseason games. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. It is. 
I love him though. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh. He uh, Osa was actually ranked the uh, ninth best rookie defensive player in week one of preseason. I would have to go see the other eight because I'm shocked he's that. I'm shocked he's that low, and that's good. Mm. Like number one, number one was um, which was a bit gutted was Patrick Satine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yay. Um, but is that? Um, do you want me to run through some injury news? Should we do yeah, that and then we get yeah. out to the Arizona game? Yeah. 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 So, yes. Well, we kind of we kind of talked about the Arizona game a little bit, and then I kind of that's where we kind of started with the whole Jalen talk there, Mike. So just kinda, just <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll bounce in and we'll bounce yeah. back. Yeah, we'll bounce all back right. into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, obviously, the biggest news of the week so far is five players uh, have been taken out to get to meet the 85 personnel, mm-hmm. uh, roster person, personnel. Uh, Shewo Olulua and Reggie Robinson both put on IR. Um, Reggie Robinson, funnily enough, is a guy who I said I, I struggled to find a spot from in this roster because he yep. was going to be your fifth or your sixth cornerback. If he's yep. going to be your fifth or your sixth cornerback, then you need them to be able to play special teams, which he can't do um, or do to a high standard. So that was always going to be a, a, a bit of a hard position to try and find for him. Linebacker Anthony, ha- Anthony Hines is gone. Cornerback um, mm. Kyron Brown and wide receiver Brennan Eagles from Texas cut, along with Hunter Niswanda. He's been waved injured as well. Yeah, Some good news. Yeah. You what, sorry? I was just I saying saw, Hunter yeah. the punter. Hunter the Bunter slash field goal kicker and everything else. Um, Good news, though. Uh, Dak had a second MRA after the Arizona game. That came back clear. Uh, Dak has been throwing. But Mike McCarthy on Wednesday, yesterday, uh, in his presser, put it this way, I would not expect to see Dak Prescott playing in the Houston game. Looks like, from what he said, that's it. He's, He's done. So, you're pretty much not going to see him now until the Bucks game. Right. Uh, in other injury news, Malik Turner, turf toe. Sean McEwen, a yankle injury, four to six weeks. Neville Gallimore, uh, hyperextended his elbow, four to six weeks. Ty Neshke, uh, he went out. It's not serious. He is, uh, in fact, been in training. Um, so there's that. Lyle <laughs> Collins had a bit of a scare. <laughs> Lyle Collins. Uh did have a scare, came back as a, an arm slash neck injury. It's uh-huh. not serious, so good news. Josh Ball has been in practice. Finally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tristan Hill is working to come back in. Dalton Schultz rolled on his ankle last week. Uh, he's still out, but he's looking to be uh, ready for week one. Um, in other news, we've had a sign-in. Um, a cornerback, uh, sorry, cornerback, kicker from the CF. The CFL, uh, it's on a two-year deal, which I find a bit odd. Uh, mm-hmm. His name is Lareem Harul Ahul. <laughs> <laughs> I really butchered that name. Uh, but in other news on kicking, Greg Zerline has been seen kicking. Yeah. And he's looking okay. Positive. It's all positive, isn't it? So I yeah. so I think yeah the the Harul the the Harul Ahul kicker um 
I think that's just to cover themselves for the preseason, and yeah. Greg will be kicking week one by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, is there any other news I put in here? And that's pretty much it on the news and updates. You talk about Neville Gallimore? Uh, yes, yeah. Neville Gallimore. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my boy. That's my boy. Which man. is probably the biggest news, uh, really, um, into because of the, the, the D-line depth. But we yeah. will get to that, because like, we were okay. talking about uh, Osa Odigizua, but right. yeah, I mean, yeah. what I thought I'd ask you guys is in terms of the Arizona game um, that we went in, uh, that we had at the start of the week, the Cardinals game. Mm-hmm. Give me your studs and duds. So we'll start with the studs. Who are the top guys uh, for you this week in the Arizona game? Well, we kind of we kind of covered the the duds. Um, so, yeah. Marcus, you. Well, here's one for you then. I'll bring a talk a topic of conversation for the duds. Yeah, is the Connor right. Williams at center experiment done? With? Are we happy with that? <laughs> well, we kind of yeah, we kind of just kind of talked on that. Yeah. You talked on that. Good. My, okay, so we'll I, we'll cross that out. I probably started every episode of the Cowboys on talking about how much we were in trouble at center since like April. <laughs> I've been talking about this nonstop. It, we are at trouble. We are we are in trouble. It's uh, it, what what I find mind blowing is that we're now into week two of the preseason, mm-hmm. and now this they're trying to figure this out. Yeah, it's like you, you don't you don't cram a test. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and right. that's where we're up to. And I I find it mind baffling that that's where we're at. And, and um, to me, there are three positions you don't mess around with on a team. That's quarterback, free safety, and center. Yeah. Those three positions are your play callers. Yeah, your yeah. down the middle. Callers. In the middle, yeah. Yeah, down the middle. Middle linebacker you can kind of get away with, but center has to be the guy on the offensive line. Touches the ball every play. Every play. You can't and play what, And like what I always say with center, a bit that people don't realize is center. Right, the quarterback, the good thing for a quarterback is he wears a wristband mm-hmm. with all his audibles in his plays. The center mm-hmm. has to do that but in his head. And mm-hmm. he has to know all those adjustments. He has to know exactly what the other four guys need to do in that yep. play call and need to be able to adjust. Mm-hmm. And he's got to do that lickety split from just from what the quarterback is calling. Mate, and he don't, have a, he don't have a wristband to look at while he's doing it. Mate, just to add to this, and Marcus, you will definitely agree with this, I think centre is probably sometimes, well, actually, I think centre is probably more important than quarterback right now because if you can't have a centre yeah. and not snap the ball, what's the point of having the quarterback? Right. You can't yeah. deliver, if you cannot snap the ball properly, it's going to be dead ball and penalties left right at the centre. So exactly. we need we need to address this, absolutely. Right. So, it is crazy that this is where we're at with it. If the it is doesn't crazy. make the play calls or the centre bobbles the snap, your quarterback's dead. Either, yeah. And those are two big, most important positions. Yes. Yeah. If the right ball down the bobbles on the ground, the quarterback has to dive on it, mm-hmm. no matter what. That's instinct. And if you dive, on it, somebody could fall on his shoulder like Drew Brees. Somebody could fall on his ankle like Patrick Mahomes. That stuff can destroy your season. And if, yeah. he, misses a, if he misses a protection call, then you got somebody coming with the just wild. It's a broken kick. play. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, on top of that, like you say, he's got to snap the ball. And even after that, then he's got to block. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. And like, he's already, the position is, is, is not just as simple as pass the ball between your legs. Um, in other news, then, if you want to go on the dud side, um, some of the notes I made during the game, 
the Bahana penalty killed us. <laughs> that was a killer. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I am loving him. But I think that's a good learning experience for yeah. him. Um, I've got Rico Fumbles. Mm -hmm. Use yeah. an interesting one. Use an interesting <laughs> one. Um, but yes, the, the Rico Fumbles were a killer. Yeah. But <laughs> what... I mean, we could talk about that in a moment. The one I wanted to talk about was Kelvin Joseph. Okay. I think this was a big learning game for him. A lot of people are saying, oh, he got burned. All the rest of it. Very, very true. But do you know what I noticed? He got burned. The next play, got right back right on back. the saddle, brushed his shoulders off, yeah. and it's on to the next play. I yeah. think in terms of development for a rookie cornerback, and the time you want him to be making those mistakes and learning to do this, Preseason, exactly. the perfect yeah. time to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm I'm make, I've, I've just picked up. I've just picked him up in the the keeper league. Yeah, uh, league. Um, I, I, I think he, I think he will be a focal point for offenses because um, if you're going to stay away from one side of the field, it will be digs. Yeah. So they're going to target Joseph. So yeah, yeah. The Cardinals game was a big was a big step. And, and yeah. I'll say this about um that Cardinals game, which a lot of people don't talk about. We don't have any fast receivers on our team. Like, CeeDee Lamb's great, but he's a 4-5 mm -hmm. guy. Coop hasn't practiced. Gallup's a 4-5 guy. All of our backups are 4-5 guys. That Cardinals receiving core is like a track team. You got yeah. Isabella, yeah. you got yeah, Kirk, yeah, 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 you got yeah, yeah. um the other guy who actually burnt them, whose name escapes me. Those are all four three guys. So this yeah. was the first time he's seen legitimate four three speed in a game. So I was expecting that to happen, and I'm glad we got out of the way now, like you said, in the preseason and not in the regular season. Yeah. The only other thing I did add is the the, the big thing that I noted was dropped passes. Mm -hmm. That was a big problem. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Is red zone. I'm going to talk oh. about that when we come to the Houston game. Okay. But let's talk about the good guys. All right. Let's move on to the positive side. Mm -hmm. um, who impressed you the most? For me, my, my, my number one guy, it was very close. It was between Keanu Neal and Osa Odigizua, mm -hmm. but I've gone for Keanu Neal. You're going for Parsons. Obviously. Yeah, I can see Paul. <laughs> yeah. The third, yeah, proud of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, believe it or not, Keanu Neal right now is leading the NFL in defensive production. Wow. That is yeah. that crazy stat, man. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. If you go to it, if you go on to uh, PFF and go and click just on defense, Keanu yeah. Neal will be right at the top. He's number one. Um, but go on then, give, give me yours then, Marcus. Who was your number one guy in this game? The guy I'm in love with is Osa. Yeah. This kid, and I know Paul's a D-line guy, but yeah, I, yeah. I got to talk about this kid. Yeah, what he's got, doing got it, is remarkable <laughs> because mm -hmm. he weighs mm -hmm. 275. He plays the nose, the two-tech, the three-tech, the five-tech. He's beating double teams. He's playing two gap to perfection at six two two eighty. Like when you want to, if you want to learn how to two gap a guy, just go pull up any Osa play. Yeah, perfect separation, perfect shedding. 
on at the same time keeping his body square and getting penetration. Yeah. I can't wait to see him. And, and I talked about this on the Cowboys on last night. He's been doing this with backups when everybody knows he's the best lineman on the field. Imagine when he has D law beside him. Yeah. Getting two or three guys watching him. Brandy on the other. Gregory on the other side. Yeah. Now yeah. you got also one on one with a guy with nobody helping. I'm really expecting to see him in hopefully limited snaps <clears throat> do a lot of work this week against Houston. But the 50 snaps a game he's gotten so far, very impressive. I've counted. I think I'm I had a, a note. He's made like 12 disruptive plays in in the hundred or so snaps, which that's 10%, which is a lot for one guy in a game. He's had 10% like disruptive plays on his own where he just um, single-handedly made the offense do something they didn't want to do. Yeah, and here's the crazy bit is that um, Dan Quinn loves his two gappers. He loves those guys in the middle. He's, He's renowned for you. He did it in Seattle and he did it with the Falcons. He wanted that dominant two gapper in the middle. And he, you can see that it's starting to pay off with it, you know, presenting that style in the middle mm-hmm. and the way he's going to be rotating that defense, which we'll talk about for the Houston game. I think that's going to work out really well. And it's the only thing I'm disappointed with is we're not going to see what that looks like with Neville Gallimore in there. You put that into the, into the yeah. case as well. You got a lovely rotation going on there. It's going yeah. to work out quite nice. Um, but here's here's my but, question. Oh, go on, go on, Paul. Oh no, I was I was going to say anything. I, I, I was just oh, I was just stressing over how Paul looked there. He's he's, he's struggling. He's, you never got one, <laughs> he's hurting on that one. Uh, no, for uh, me, uh, uh, it hurts. It hurts the big nuggets. So it does. <laughs> for me, um, I mean, just in terms of numbers, Doris Armstrong. Um, I, I'd like to see. I was going to get to that. I would. I would like to have seen it against Kyler Murray, but obviously we're not going to see much of that. So yeah. small sample size against backups, but obviously in the preseason you can only tackle who's put in front of you. Mm-hmm. And if he can, if he can carry that into the season, we need all the sacks we can get. I mean, I've I've stressed yeah. often enough how low our sack numbers are. So if we can get a rotation going that bring in the odd sack as well and pressure the QB, then. Um, all the better for it but I try not to get too carried away because you are running against twos maybe threes yeah um is is Kyler Murray gonna get sacked twice by Armstrong right probably not but you can't you know it you can only sack like I said you can only sack who's in front of them so let's let's see what we can get but like you said Graham you want your you want your number two guys to be better than the other team's number two guys. Yeah. That's when you know yeah. you have a, a deep roster. If he was just mm-hmm. average, then we would say, okay, he's just another guy. But now we know he can separate himself. And even though he's not a starter, we know he's better than number twos. It's funny they mention that. Yeah. We can always talk about the other guys that we were talking about, like Maurice Kennedy as, mm-hmm. as well. Oh. Like, like, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, he is having – probably one of the best camps you could probably ask for. And the guy was, like, under the radar. Like, he was likely going to be the guy who was going to get cut. Yeah. But now, like, will he be – like, he won't – I don't think he'll be a number one, but he will definitely be – like I mean, number one in rotation, sorry, but I think he'll be in the twos for sure, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, the way how he's, how he's handling camp right now. 
Yeah. But just to go back to Dorrance Armstrong, are you guys buying into the hype? Because he's done this to us the last <sighs> couple of years. See, I'm with Mike on this one. Like, we keep hearing Dorrance Armstrong's having a great preseason, having a great training camp. Then we never ever see him during the season at all. He disappears every year. This every year disappears, and, and I'm kind of at the point now. I'm at. When are we actually going to get to see him on the field? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Like, 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 not in the preseason game, but in, on the actual regular season game. Like, day one against Tampa Bay. Is he going to get game time? That's yeah. what I want to know. I'm actually in the minority on Doris Armstrong. That's Got one of the guys I, I kind of like. But yeah. I know what he is. He's mm-hmm. a number two guy. He's going to give you 30 40% of the snaps. Um, I mean, I can't expect Doris Armstrong to have eight sacks when D-Law has four. So I, I try to I try to keep him realistic. Um, I wish he could take a starting spot, but that's just not what he is. But I think he's a good backup to give us quality snaps and not come in and make a mistake. I, I wish yeah. I could get more from him. Um, <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> talking to just uh, talking to Tucky Astey, but good to see you again, brother. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the ne- the other defensive end we wanted to talk about though is old Alligator Arms, uh, Bradley and I. Looking yes, I, I, was just about, I was just about. I was just about to say that. Like, the floor I, is yours, right? So big difference. We saw him like previously before. Like we actually get to see the speed aspect of Bradley and I. How he can actually get round the tackle. Especially if he's run from the outside. The only thing is, though, like I'm pretty sure he caused a couple of penalties. Like he did. That's that, yeah. I've actually made a note of this. Yeah, penalties. So, were so, an so issue. That, that, that's the only thing. Like if he can, can progress this into the Houston game, he could actually still make the team. I think. I th- do you know what I want to do? I want to put him on special teams. Yeah, I don't see what like, he's got. Starting it. He's, He's got the motor. Speed. He's got the ah, motor. Absolutely. Get him there first. Let's see what we got. What Abs- harm is it going to do? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I am on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I made a note, though, in terms of studs, if you want to call it that, uh, Blake Jarwin was back. Ooh. Yeah. It's good to see him. Good to yeah. see uh, that there. And the, the only other thing I've got in there then, uh, notes are on both, was Israel, uh, Mukoamu, and uh, Azur Kamara, which we'll talk about on the hard knock uh, side of it all. Yeah. Uh, well, now that you mentioned kind of hard knocks, uh, Wendy made a wee comment and wants to get our opinion. Uh, let me just find it. Uh, where is Bring that it up when we get to the hard knocks part. I know the, bit, the uh, comment you're on about Winston yeah. Churchill. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll bring that up because that worry, is Wendy. a good one. Don't, don't worry, Wendy. We will talk about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Let's get into, though, some camp talk this week. Um, just about who you guys are. Um, I've made some notes about uh, about it all. Obviously, it's back in Frisco <laughs> now, which was good. It was Cowboys oh. Day on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice. Good to see. Good, good crowd there, too. Um, the big one for me, I quite liked. Um, Amari Cooper, he's back. Um, gets on the field, first row, first catch, he's a blur, gone, touchdown. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, there you go. That's our, that's our wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah, back in business, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, Dak on a pitch count. What is interesting, and this is the question I'm going to go around and ask you guys. 
as we know, uh, Shuau is um, off. He's done. He's on IR. That's his season done and dusted. Now, Mike McCarthy is renowned for carrying a fullback on the roster. He loves using a fullback. We've lost hours for the year. Nick Ralston is the guy replacing him. Do you go and roll with him from what you've seen this week, or are we going to see Jeremy Sprinkle play that hybrid role? I'll be honest with you, mate. I don't really think it was actually really Mike McCarthy. I think there was his OC at the time, and Green Bay had the preference of doing that. Yeah. Was, was sure, surely it must have been that. More, I would say it's more in Kellen Moore to do that type of decision, would it not? I don't know. He's going to have the final say on the on the roster. Yeah, I know you'll have the, I know you'll have the final say in the roster, but I just I think in terms of like the play calling <laughs> stuff like that, it's pretty much more on Kellen. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I don't know about you, Marcus. What do you think? I run through a 53-man roster projection almost every Yeah. Day. Yeah. We I'm with you there. so many different combinations of players. It's going to be – I think it's going to be hard to fit a fullback in there because now do you keep four tight ends? Do you You're going to have to. Do you keep 11 offensive linemen because you haven't got center figured out? On defense. Yeah. Do you keep a fifth defensive tackle? It's, it's so many positions you can go go long at. It yeah. almost is like, would I rather have a fifth defensive tackle or a fullback? I think we would mm-hmm. all say fifth defensive tackle, no question. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What's, what's at, really ironic, you're talking about the 53. Yeah. I don't know if you've tried doing this. I'm finding figuring out the offense is harder than figuring out the defense. Normally it is because the offense normally keeps less players. Yeah. So it's normally but it's like, like 27, 24 or something like that. If you had said that in the offseason that you're gonna fight you, it's gonna be harder to figure out the offense and the defense yeah. this year, you'd be like, shut up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when um, the first eleven pick itself. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it is mad. There's like. no competition. Um Something I have noticed in um, yeah. talking of the O-line, though, um, Connor Williams and Connor McGovern are both looking improved. They're looking good this week. The interesting one is the swing tackle position. This is where it's getting tricky. Mm-hmm. Now, Terrence Steele this week is trying to beat out Ness- uh, Nsaki. He has looked good. And between <coughs> Steele, Knight, and Josh Ball, he's looking the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I've got my seven offensive linemen, right? I've got seven that I'm pretty certain of. Okay. Like you say, you're gonna have to carry ten, maybe eleven offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. From what you've seen this week in camp, what are you guys thinking on the offensive line? Where that's gonna work? We, we know who your top. We know who your top six are. Who's your seventh? I'm curious, Mike. Terrence Steele. Okay, so you think Steele is secure? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it, it, like I'm not saying that he's good, but no. he's secured a spot. Oh, I agree 100. percent I tell people that all the time. Yeah, teams don't let young, long arm tackles go, no matter how they look. They yeah, always yeah. get a second chance. Yeah, and he, he has looked better than he did last year. Just the trouble yeah. with the steal last year he was just so up and down. One game he'd look he'd look like a, a starting tackle. The next week. You're just like, oh, what's happened to you? I just hope we see the guys 
we saw in December and not the guys we saw in October through November. Yeah. Because if yeah. we get if we get the inexperienced <clears throat> guys back or ver- the inexperienced versions of the guys back, we're in trouble with 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 the backup. Um myself and Rich have made no we've not pulled any punches. I think we're extremely, extremely thin. Yeah. Um we touched that we started off the show by saying that center is extremely thin. Yeah. Um, I just wonder if there's been a conversation between McCarthy, Philbin, and Belasco. We are, and they're saying, Coach, we are not ready. Yeah. We are not ready to take on a 17 game regular season. Um, we, we must improve, if anything, on the two tackles. We have to get at least. One serviceable swing tackle out of the yeah. two of them. Um, yeah. They had I mean, the inexperienced part of that is gone now. I think once you've played, once you've played eight to ten games, I reckon you know who you are. Um, Nick's in the building. It, Shout it, out to me. <laughs> <Bye, there he laughs> but yeah, it's it's scary. It, I, I think it's. I don't think we're ready. We're not ready at tackle. <laughs> you got the reference, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but just to continue on with um, the camp talk, um, Azur Kamara and Tyler Biarish got into a bit of a ruckus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, not in sure what even started off. I'm sure it's going to be seen on Hard Knocks. They got yeah. into it. Um, my other notes, I put Randy Gregory equals good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no point in going any further on that. Jay uh, Jordan Lewis back in the building. He's back yeah. in. Actually, looked good on one on ones versus Michael Gallup. He was forcing the incompletions. And then again, we're back to Dorrance Armstrong. Two minute drill in that. Um, um, what are they calling it? Mojo moment. Right. Uh, and Dorrance <laughs> Armstrong causes the sack. <laughs> And it's just like, man, it's just, yeah. it's crazy. And Diggs as well, by the way. Trayvon Diggs, I've got on another interception on one-on-ones. So, right. is there anyone else oh, or anyone you want to talk about there that you want to continue to talk about? Well, I was I was going to follow up what Graham was kind of saying there about uh, the depth of the tackles and stuff like that. I mean, for me, it can only be better than it was last year. Like, the reason I'm saying that is... The guys were the guys that we brought in last season to fill in the spot for Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith. They were pretty much thrown into the wolves. There were moments that they looked like Bambi on ice. Let's be honest, they did. Uh, but as games progressed, they did start to look better. There was moments where you know what they've now got that the the keyword. They've now got the experience of that now. They now know what's expected of them now if they were to go in. So. I just kind of hope that now kind of transpires that when they when it comes to them in camp and the rest of these preseason games, hopefully they can actually get that more vital experience and just try and cause the minimum errors. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm kind of thinking more on the positive side of it rather than sit. Like, I know we're like, there's no doubt we will need to get offensive flaming next year off season on the draft, most likely. Most likely, but I'm still trying to think of the positives about this because considering like they've got more experience than now, now they've know what to do now. So that's that's just what they had my two cents to that. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step away from hating on just for a minute. And I didn't see, I didn't see you were hating. No, no, no. Basically, can can you think of a position where the Cowboys have started from zero and brought a player up to above average standard? Tony and, Romo. But, but by that, I'm, by that I mean, you can't pay everybody in free agency you can't draft everybody so you're going to have to do a bit of creative yeah. you know improvement at camp and maybe maybe Steele is the guy maybe he maybe he can be yeah yeah I, Paul bang this comment up the last one from Mark because yeah, yeah. this isn't really a, a, it's a great point yes. and it is it is yeah. something that has baffled my mind is that you've got Connor Williams doing centre work, who did very little of it in college, and McGovern, who none practically college, played centre. He did none of it in college. He played tackle. Yeah. He played tackle in college. He did play tackle, you're correct. Left tackle, in fact, yeah. Uh, yeah. for Texas, yeah. Um, it is a good, I, I still don't understand it myself. Yeah. That's, I don't either. It's baffling. I mean, baffling. We're, we're, Mark, Mark, we're in the same boat. We're in yeah. the same boat. It's baffling, man. Baffling. Right. You got a guy in the last year of his d- rookie deal, and you try to change his position? No, <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and he's had in preseason the two preseason games, Hall of Fame and Week One. He's already muffed the ball on the snap four times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and not just that, we're, 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 and this is kind of now we probably talked about in the hard knock sessions what he did to Aaron Donald. Right, like, yeah. that, that's a positive. Him playing the guard position, dominating without a doubt, one of the best players in the NFL. But we'll go more into that as we go into that. But yeah, of course. Yeah, Anyone just... else, though? Go on. I, oh, go. Sorry, Greg. I'd just like to bring up a junction that um, Joel Looney got to Giants camp and changed his mind and retired. <laughs> yeah, I'd just like well, to bring that well, point well, up. Well, well, I think after watching that video clip of Daniel Jones and the Blitz and stuff, <laughs> I, I, I wonder why he retired. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what's getting about that is we can't go and get Joe Looney now because he right. retired as a Giant, so the Giants retain his rights. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's screwed. He's screwed. Like. <laughs> um, anyone no. else though in, in camp no. this week? You guys want to talk about who's uh, jumped out at you? Uh, I got one guy. We talked about him briefly, and this is uh, Mukwamu. Yes, last Love game it. he played a lot of slot corner mm-hmm. and that big nickel that I love talking about. If this kid keeps playing, and they were playing man-free defense, which was which basically means all of your corners are playing man-to-man. You have one free safety playing deep, and everybody else is blitzing. They were putting him isolated in the slot as a 6-4 cornerback. Yep. And he held his own. And he held up. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they're doing that with him now and he's still giving you some, some quality safety snaps, it's going to make that safety position very interesting on cut day because yep. he's the only one, maybe J. Ron Curse, but outside of that, he's the only one who has that real position flex. Yes. Yes. And because that's going to be the issue is when you think about – the safety position, going back to 53, yeah. is you look, you're like, I can't take five safeties. It's going to be hard. But <laughs> it's going to be hard. <laughs> but the good thing about Mukwamu is he's interchangeable. And like you say, you've seen him doing the slot. I don't know if you've seen our statistic we put up. We put his snap count uh, down on a, a post that we did this week. I did. And, 
Yeah, I'll try and find it. Ah, here we go. So he played eight at D-line, 26 in the box, 25 in free safety, and 14 in the slot. Mm -hmm. And whilst he's done that, he's been the uh, best tackler and the second best um, rookie in coverage so far. Yeah. He's absolutely flying at the position. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's perfect and that he's right. this blow it out the water safety. There's room to move and to grow, but it's a great foundation of what yeah. he's doing. Um, I like, I do like that shout. Um, with, with, yes. I, and he's he's been a guy that we keep beating the drum on. Right. Yeah, and and people thought he would have been one of those the first cuts of the team as, as well. And he's just he seems to be proving everybody wrong. Mm-hmm. Time and time yeah. over. No, that's a great show, Marcus. Yeah. I like McQuad- yeah. I, I quite like McQuabble as well. I like him. All right, then. Let's move on to the dreaded Houston Texans um, <laughs> this game. Dreaded by in what means? <laughs> uh, as in, they're our rivals. Oh, right. I thought you were talking about what's actually going on with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. We won't go down that road. No, let's yeah. <laughs> We'll just we'll just give that a wide berth, shall we? Oh, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, I need to put this wee comment up. Mark, your your comments have been great, my friend. Thanks for this. But he I wants our comment to make a roster too. Just for the, the passion for the cake. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We talked we talked about that last week. Uh, go back to it. We, we did have a good laugh at that. That was quite funny. But what I wanted to do is give everybody five key points of what you are watching in this Houston game. Mine very simple. Dan Quinn's pick play calling. Um, defensive alignment is what I'm looking at. Uh-huh. Um, this is a big one that I will we'll circle back to in a minute is red zone play calling. Um, so we'll come back. Tyler Biarish at center. I really want to see that. Uh-huh. The tight ends, get that working. And a big one is corners and safeties yeah. uh, because this is going to be dress rehearsal for the Bucks game. Mm-hmm. And with what those guys have got, I mean, it's a nasty matchup. Right. So they're my key points I'm watching. You're the special guest, Marcus. Give right. me your five. All right. Um, well, the first one is who's the starter uh, on defense? Mm-hmm. Because we just lost Gallimore, and I hate to keep bringing this up for Paul. <laughs> he makes a face <laughs> every time you say anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting because we've seen uh, Urban play yeah. everywhere. Yes. I think the first game, he started off at right defensive end. Now we can mm-hmm. see exactly what they plan on doing between him and Osa and, and Watkins. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be paying attention to who's the starters on defense. We talked about Jalen's with the second team. Who's going to step out there with the ones for, for this game at linebacker? And um, how are our safeties going to look? Is it going to yeah. be KZ and Hooker? Is it going to be Hooker and Wilson? KZ mm-hmm. and Wilson, we don't know. That's what I'm watching in terms of who's the starter on defense. Um, number two, you talked about red zone. Uh, we gotta we gotta do something if we have our ones out there. They have to put it yeah. in the end yeah. zone. Yeah. Um yeah. center position, of course. Who are we gonna be? Are we gonna try Connor Williams out there for a half? And uh what's up, see it? Shouts out to you. Um that number six receiver spot. We just lost Malik Turner. Um, the past two weeks, it looked like our top six were pretty secure. Mm-hmm. But now that Turner's out, does Simi go ahead and take that step with the second unit and kind of mm-hmm. be the guy? 
And um, I guess the last one, I'm leaning towards running back because you guys talked about – I thought I, – I love Rico Dowdle. I loved him since South Carolina. He is um, – if not for injuries, I thought he would have been a draftable guy. But that fumble kind of opened the door up. And I know. Jaquan Hardy has some wiggle mm-hmm. and some elusiveness. And if he can put together a, a, a couple of good series, he may um, close the gap on that. And also, they talked about Rico Dowdle being our part, doing some punt return and kick return. I haven't seen either one in preseason. So if he's not giving us either one of those, really, what is he good for in terms of a number three running back? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a lot more open than people, than people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was very happy with Rico up until the fumble. And, yeah. and he seemed to get himself into a funk with it. Yeah. Because after he wasn't the same. And seeing that, Mike, we, we could be seeing the exact same where we've, because we've not even seen Zeke yet and his biggest problem like he's in the woods is fumbles. So, yeah. I, I mean, me it, and you I, spoke in the week we, while you were watching the game. We were talking about it, weren't we? Uh, yeah, and yeah, you we said were. about Rico, and I said at the same time, I was like, it's just so hot and cold. Yeah, yeah. I think you can just have that better level of consistency. That's yeah. when you can be a really good effective footback for sure. Um, mm. If uh, Pollard's not available or seats out or whatever, and that you can actually still do a good job. I mean, if there's one good quality he really does have, it's his elusiveness. Mm-hmm. How, he, how he can shush, shuffle side to side and dodge tackles. I mean, th- that is beautiful to watch, but it's ball security is just the, the big question. Yeah. Especially at the number three running back spot. Zeke can get away with it. Yes. But yeah. not your mm-hmm. number three guy. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's it, yeah. Um, so go on then, Greg. Give us your five key points. What are you looking for in the Houston game? Um, well, I, I mean, a lot of the points we've touched on already. Um, yeah, of who's course. Gonna yeah. Be, who's who's going to be the third running back? Um, is there a chance we see Tank in this game? I haven't followed his, his injury. It could be. It's could, a dress rehearsal we, game. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. we see Tank? Um, it will be interesting to see how how many ones we use without Zeke, um, because I think I, I see I see why they're not putting Zeke in. Yeah. Um. Of course. Yeah. He'll probably play against Tampa. Um. Mm. But I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm always one for as a as a player football ready as opposed to. Fitness ready, you know. Have they have they taken the right amount of the right the amount of hits and the amount of looks, the amount of carries and all that kind of stuff? So, is Zeke gonna go in cold? Not cold's the wrong word, but you, you get what I what I'm I mean. I think cold's a good Arugan. word. I think that's a good word. Yeah, yeah. In a rhythm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think do you think they will really sit Zeke until the Bucks game? I think, I he think will he'll get, see I'll, snaps. I think he'll see the first quarter. Of the last preseason game, mm, the last no, one. I don't think they're playing in the last one. Definitely no, not. No, that, no, no, no way. Special team. It's too scrappy. La- yeah. The last preseason so. game is way too scrappy to be putting any firsts in. I would mm. say the, the Jags games for the guys on the bubble, but for me, there's just a. T- I mean, obviously, I love Zeke, and the fumbles were hopefully a, a one-off, but I think it's going to be tough on Zeke to say. 
Hey, you are Zeke. Here's 30 carries against one of the best defences in the league. Cold, if you know what I mean. I, I think I would like, I mean, me personally, I would like to see Zeke. I don't think it will happen, but I would like to see Zeke get some carries. Yeah. Um, obviously, we know Dak is out. Um, Dak, is, Dak has been put out until the Bucks game. Um, I think we're going to see our backup in this game because just going by the numbers from the last game, the 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 QBs had 13, 16 and 14 pass attempts. Yeah. So that's very, very even. Garrett Gilbert had the most at 16. Um, Cooper Rush the least at 13. So are we going to see somebody emerge from the crowd? Um, hopefully, because they're not going to run, they're definitely not going to run with th- f- uh, four. They possibly won't run with three. Yeah. So who's the guy going to be? I mean, what what's your guy's prediction? What what do you see it? What for backup quarterback? Yeah, right now. I I, do you know what? This is where I've got to now. I don't care. <laughs> that Nick, this is you've, what you've joined this, me. You've joined yeah, me. Yeah. That uh, I put a post or or comment out in the week, and I said, look, there's 32 teams in the NFL. There are backup quarterbacks playing starting roles in the NFL. That is how uh, little depth there is in starting quality quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So you think we're going to find a quality backup quarterback? It's just not going to happen. Not when you can't even get 32 starting quality quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. We had that last season with Dalton. We had that. We had maybe the best backup quarterback in the league, and look how that finished. And it cost us $7 million to do it. Yeah. I, I just I, I'll I'll stick by if if your if QB one goes down that's it yeah forget about it if it's for the I season. mean in general I mean obviously we have the the, the Philadelphia one off but in general oh. terms if 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 QB one goes down that's pretty much it yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah it's it's done it's a fair it's a fair 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 argument yeah yeah. Definitely. Um, go on then, Paul. Give us your five, and I'm going to circle back then, guys, to red zone play calling. So hit me with your five. So it's going to be a mixture of what's already been said by from Marcus and from Graham. So for, but for me, I'm more looking forward to – well, not looking forward to – I'm going to take a primary focus on the run game, like in terms of stopping the run from the defensive front, the front seven or for, uh, yeah. whatever. Run, so, run defense, I love yep, that. So, yep. So that I want to see because that was the biggest thing that we need to address in terms of stopping the run from last year. Because, like we said, we had bloody five, like third stringers causing mockery against us in the Cleveland game last season. People that were just signed like a week ago. That so. Um, on top of that, I'm curious to know what our number twos are going to be like. So when I say that, is uh, and I think you kind of may have brushed up on it, Marcus. Is like where Jalen fits now. Mm-hmm. That. So I'm really curious to see what what is going to happen with our linebacker core in terms of the That's rotation side. Like so, with LVE, Andrew Brill, Cox. Exactly. So I'm yeah, really, yeah, yeah. I'm really curious to know where do we, how, how is it all going to be planned out? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that one. Number three, I want to see uh, Malik Hooker a, a, a bit more. As well, yeah. I, I want to see how he how he's molding into the squad. Um, offensively, just the offensive line, 
I want I just want to see more general improvement in that overall and uh, and finally probably just our quarterback. Um or who's gonna be the backup? Uh, are we gonna see an improvement from Danucci or is Gabbard got it nailed in the bag? We don't know yet. So that's the five points, really. Hey, uh, Paul, quick question. Sure. How much How much of Hooker do you think we see this game? You think he gets mm. a quarter? I've, if, if we can get a quarter out of him, I'll be happy. You think it's like first half, or, or you think he's like purely with the backups? If we can, uh, it, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't really matter if it's in amongst the backups or first stringers. As long as he's getting actual game time, I'll be more than happy. But as long as like, I just want to see how he tends to read the game based on his position, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's what I'm more curious to see. Okay, then. Because he has been with the team the shortest, rather than like, all so, oh, the guys have done like the a rookie off season and all that type of stuff like Raquamo has and stuff like that. So it'd be really interesting to see how well he's came on and adapted within the, the Dallas defensive scheme for Dan Quinn. So let me ask you this then, Marcus, right? Let's flip that around. Okay. That Malik Hooker plays a quarter. Bear in mind, dress rehearsal game, third one. And I'll ask you as well if he plays a half. So he plays a quarter. What does that tell you about how you think they're going to utilise him in the regular season? And the same question with a half. Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. You mean like if he plays like the first in the first half, like a in quarter? the first quarter, he plays okay. the, an entire first quarter, then we don't see him for the rest of the game. What does that tell you? Or and he plays an entire first half. That would probably tell me that they don't have a lot of faith in one of their safeties that's been here. The yeah, agree. So yeah, um, I mean the guy's talented. He he's shown awareness. His problem has been injuries. Yes. So I mean, it's not like he's a guy that I'm thinking they're playing favorites with, I would love to see him out there an extended period of time if he could stay healthy. But yeah. that, that would tell me that there's a couple of safeties they don't like if he's able to come in in one week and leapfrog everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, are you thinking, say for argument's sake, he plays an entire first quarter, that he's overtaking Thompson? Oh, yeah, definitely. My, my mm-hmm. question would be, has he, taken, has he overtaken KZ or Wilson? Mm. That would be I don't think I would... he'll overtake Casey. Mm. I, for me, I see it. Wilson, Casey starting, and you've got Hooker. <laughs> see, and this is where it gets tricky with the safeties because right. yeah. now what are you going to do? That, like Hooker's in there, and now what are you doing with the rest? I just, I just like to point out <laughs> that four Dallas Cowboys fans are basically saying that we're spoiled for choice <laughs> in the safety position. <laughs> it, it is. Like, like though, to me, to, to me, like, we know what Wilson is. We know what Donovan Wilson is. Yeah. We know what he isn't. So we know what we're doing there. That's mm-hmm. not the problem. The problem is what you're doing with that center fielder position. Yep. Yep. That's the problem. But KZ has played strong safety, so it, it wouldn't be – and insane to think we could go hooker KZ and Wilson be on the bench. That would work too. And it's you just bring Wilson in on that on them box safety plays. Yeah. No, that, yeah. that would be that, that would make sense, yeah. So I'm really curious to see how they treat Hooker this game. Yeah. It's it's a long time since we've had um competition and rotational talk at safety. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cool. it show, I think it shows and the they've clearly tried to address it. Maybe not in the 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 big Pro Bowl sweepstakes, but they've definitely brought in some competition to try and fix it. Yeah, yeah we, we we have definitely addressed the issue. Well not well we don't know if we actually have addressed the issue, but we have definitely brought in bodies to kind of potentially fix the, the thing that we've been craving the most and that was safety. Yeah. And and I know Brian it was somewhere in the comments, like, <laughs> like somewhere <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> but like, but the, the trouble we got with the trouble that we've got is that you have to factor in John Fassel as well, because he's yes. going to have his say. And yeah. whether you like this or not, Fassel loves Deontay Thompson. He absolutely loves him. Yeah. The Cowboys, uh, the the Cowboys coaching staff, love him for his for his special teams play. Right, I, I and I've honestly got a feeling that when it comes to you know those five guys that Fassel's going to pick, mm -hmm. Thompson is going to be one of them. He's going to say, "No, my five guys, I want." Although sometimes that could be six, or you even see seven sometimes, yeah. which is mental. But you're going to see it. You're going to see him have his pick and. I honestly see Thompson beating it, and people are going to go like, "Why?" And mm -hmm. it'll be because of this, your special teams coach says I, I, these are these are one of my guys. Mike, I did a full special team show one one day because I, I I've been labeled the special teams guy, and I try to tell people <laughs> we all focus on offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Yeah, to be honest, outside of the starters, they don't really have a lot of say on who they keep. It's a yeah. collective. Um, decision mm -hmm. when it comes to special teams. If the special teams coach says these five guys stay on the team, yep. nobody argues with them exactly. Mm -hmm. No matter what he does, his entire existence is based off of those five guys for what yeah. he wants to do. So, yeah. we talk about a Doris Armstrong who's been here forever, we talk about um Noah Brown, which there's another guy last year. I told you guys, Noah Brown makes the team. He's yeah. one of the five, and you talk yeah. about Darian Thompson. He's he's one of those five. So he CJ Goodwin out. is another CJ one. Goodwin is one. So those guys are going to push out guys we really like because yeah. of the influence that Bones Fossil has in yeah. picking his core. Yeah, and and the irony in all of that is that the offensive and defensive coordinator and the head coach. They then all have to make their adjustments because the special teams. You do not realize yeah. the influence. The, the, there is no say that that the, the offensive and defensive coordinators cannot turn around and go. No, 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 no. It's like no, they are. The, this, the, the special teams coordinator says these are our guys. Now adjust. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That, that's it right there, Mike. Yeah, uh, and it is because it's a game of free teams. Um, but yeah, the red zone play calling. I wanted to circle back to this. Yeah. A lot of people uh, are having issue with it, and it is it is an issue um, for definite. And I, th do you know, I think that um, that when you look at Callum Moore's playbook, it is it, it, he's not bad at calling plays. But I think he's got this massive encyclopedia <laughs> of plays. That then when he gets to the red zone and things get faster and he needs to do it, he's so busy rummaging through his plays that mm -hmm. he ends up calling the wrong play. Mm 
<laughs> that is honestly my opinion, that he overcomplicates what it needs to be. And when it gets to the red zone, dumb it down. Mate, what's the thing that I always keep saying? Less is more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I follow yeah. that, that, that motto, like, less complication, more reward. Yep. So I think that it could potentially well be, if that's the case, there could be too many plays within the red zone scenario. It just may need to be broken down a little bit and add those plays week by week as the season pro uh, progresses. It could yeah. be one of those scenarios. So, but yeah, I mean, experience. Do you think is an issue? Possibly. I mean, I mean, how long's Kellamore been our OC now? That's his, his first season, correct? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and that, that, that's his first ever proper coaching job. But finally, he was more of an assistant before. So, yeah. I mean, quarterbacks coach. Yeah, well, well, I suppose quarterbacks coach as well. I keep forgetting about that. Yep. But, yeah, yeah. But now he's, he's been given the more control of doing the plays and stuff like that. It, it could, I mean, he has delivered some really outstanding football in terms of what, if we're like back in the midfield and stuff like that going forward, but when we reach that end zone, you're like, or oh, sorry, red zone, sorry, we're like, ah, oh. we just kind of seem to get, get the ball in the end zone. Mm. Yeah. It just seems to be like this this barricade. He just seems to crumble yeah. in the red zone. It's really unusual because when it's he's in the open weird. field, he's, to, he's doing these really smart and intelligent alignments uh, and really putting the defense on the back foot and, and because he's got he's got the weapons and yeah. he knows how to yeah. use them yes, you just you just said it just there mate especially when you've got the weapons like for example yeah. like the, the, what was done with Gallup, it. like, like, like doing like, it. Gallup just comes out of nowhere and does absolute absolute clutch plays two yeah. like two catches in a row and cd lamb just doing like well he's clutch in general but it's the route running scheme for these players to like like Create the separation. It, it seems to work for what does with Kellamore in the midfield, but it's just because I think it's more the limited space. Because you're, yeah. you're with, when you're in the red zone, you've only got rather than you're 50 yards away from the end zone, you're now 10 yards. That's like you can't really go deep route. You can't really. It has to be different. Of, yeah. So I don't know if that's something to do with it. I mean, it's a really hard one to really. What, what are you putting it down to, Marcus? Because it is a tricky one. But no. from, from between red zone and red zone, he's absolutely efficient. I mean, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I, I call them cute plays. Um, he just likes to dig into his bag of tricks when he gets down there because he thinks you have to you have to run the Philly special every time you get in the red zone to score a touchdown. <laughs> oh, Josh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, when, like, you know, yeah, he's, like, he's running, he's in the red zone, and he's running a pass out of a run formation, mm -hmm. which is, it, it is clever, it's smart, but when you're down in the red zone, don't get cute. Right. Just dumb yeah. it down, keep it simple. You got smash the best in the NFL in yep. the top five running back. Just run it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, smash mouth, smash mouth, uh, I can't even say smash mouth football. Right, right, right ram it down in the throat. For me, it's it's when he's when his offensive line was three four years younger. Um, it would be a it would be a simple single back trips left half back dive, mm -hmm. and it'd be a touchdown. Yeah. Zeke would simply just power it into the end zone. That offensive line is not the same offensive line, and that causes issues. For me, certainly, when you've got Travis Frederick creating the lanes, it's a hell of a lot easier to call a halfback dive mm -hmm. and when you simply have to, when you go with guys like the Adish Williams McGovern the confidence you can't have the same confidence not in not in the the simple stuff 
which is why I think we're starting to see a little bit more trick. But I agree with all three. I think he, he tries to be far too clever. I just want to say, <laughs> I just want to say, Mark, thanks for the lovely comments, man. I'm glad, I'm glad that you're enjoying the show, man. Yeah. So, but I uh, thanks again, thanks again for tuning in, man. And but here's again. another good one. He, he just brings up bring the yeah. eye formation. But what's funny oh. is you are you are seeing Kellen using those classic '90s formations. Mm -hmm. You are seeing him do it. The the eye formation. But ironically, that you're looking at it in these these twin back sets, and you're going, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like I was saying, you you're seeing run, and then he's throwing a pass, and you're just like, amazing. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. But now you're doing that in the red zone. Don't get cute. Bring it yeah. back. Right. Yeah, and, and shouts out to Mark Canner because I've been following him for a while and all the different um Cowboys chats. He takes a lot of hits on the chin because he says a lot of things and the average fans won't agree with him because they don't know. But Mark really does his homework and he sticks in there and he sticks to his guns. So yeah, <laughs> Mark, big shout out to you, man. You're, you're, you're bringing yeah. the fire tonight. Bringing the fire, my man. <laughs> He does this in chats all the time, and then you'll see some some person who has no clue what they're talking about try to go back at him, and and he puts them in their place quick. I give him that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we we like them. We like them. We yeah. we like that a lot. Hey, we're yeah, not going to go intense. down that road, but trust me, we've had a taste of that. Right. Um, but let's get into the fun side, guys. Episode two of Hard Knocks was on. Yeah, let's do a quick review. Um, right. My. Uh, and I'll let you guys talk about this. I'm just going to give my number one thing I like the most. Um, there, were, there, there were two very little ones. and I've got loads more, mind you. Um, first of all, for the heart, the heart part, bashing with his kid on the sled. I like that. That was cute. Yeah. Um, but the big one for me was seeing Azure Kamara's family watching him on that field. Yeah. For We don't know much of the history. He doesn't really want to dive into it, and we'll respect that. Yeah, right. but we 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 gather what's going on the Civil War, Ivory Coast, all the rest of it. We're not going to go too deep in the reads on that one, but to know that that's what that family went through—that he came to America speaking only French in his native language, going to school not knowing English—and now he's making plays for the Dallas Cowboys, and his family are emotional on the sideline. For me, that's what Hard Knocks is about. Yeah, it is. yes. Story. The humanitarian yeah. side of it all, you know. Absolutely, yeah. It's a, it's a great story, absolute great story. And not yeah. just that, he looked—he actually was one of the players. I was going to make a comment, like, he, he, like if it wasn't for the flag on that play, like that, that would have been it's like great a great play from a recovery. Mm -hmm. not. So yeah, it's it just an absolute shame that it got called back. But that, but he looked like for a guy undersized at the defensive end, he yeah. can certainly run and nicely mm -hmm. get. And get run the tight corner, run the tackle really nice and effectively. So, I mean, yeah. but yeah, it's a great story to tell, man. Oh, I, yeah. I, and ju just to talk about the players, since you are, I I've got Azur Kamara on my practice squad. I want him yes. on that practice squad developing this year. He's a mm -hmm. perfect guy for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but go on then. Uh, give me your hard knock uh, reviews then. What are some moments you enjoyed? Uh, well, for me, I'm I'm going to bring this up, and Wendy made the, the comment about it. It's because it's UK related. Is oh, is Aiden Durant? Yeah. 
Fox, <laughs> yeah. our, our defensive line coach. So for anyone, for anyone who doesn't know who Adam Dord is, he used to be uh, a coach for the London Olympians mm. here in the United Kingdom. Then played NFL Europe. He played for the Scottish Claymores, which I've got the T-shirt that are... <laughs> there it is. There we go. <laughs> World War 1996, motherfuckers. <laughs> you, only get that on, you only get that on the UK podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only get it here. Yeah, so so uh, it was really good to kind of see some old footage of the Scottish Claymores of him playing and him doing his coaching while he was down in England and that. So I thought it was really nice because it's now it's shown it's not just and this is what I keep saying it's not just America's sport anymore. It's, it's now becoming yeah. international because you're seeing Isaac Aracon and you're seeing the the tight end for the Cardinals. I think he was it from Slovakia or something like that. Mm-hmm. They were having that conversation. It's like, look where we are right now. That was a beautiful moment as well. So, so what? So I'm kind of jumping over the place, but yeah. I think the whole I think the whole perspective for me is the whole. It's now becoming the more international stage. Now it's becoming more international renowned because. Years ago, it's like, yeah, we did have NFL Europe. It died down. Now we're seeing the NFL international games. But now, referring to the hard knocks, we're getting to see opportunities more for players who've never been to an American college or whatever. And And, and I think that's a nice storytelling towards the hard knocks itself. And it also, it goes to show the, the, the level of, not the level, but that, Football, NFL football, American football here in the UK does exist and that we are doing it. You're talking to a guy who's a player. You're talking to a guy who's watched football from his father's side and a guy who's done scouting. Yeah. That, that's that's who we are <laughs> over here, that we do do it, you know, and that's what's nice is that people go, oh, right, okay, so they, they truly are into it. Uh, although... Yeah. You know, Marcus being Marcus and talking to us a lot, you already knew that talking to us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think the other point is kind of make up as well with the fun, and this is more funny side of the, the whole hard knocks way, Adam Durr is the whole what Tell uh, Tal Basham was doing, trying to mimic him. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, yeah the, that's the only thing is he's got a very typical. London accent. Um, yeah, Very the London, London Cockney accent. <laughs> the, like in America, a lot of people try and emulate. As you can hear, there's Scottish and Welsh accents and yeah. whatever Jamie speaks. I, like, I just will, so you know, wait, just wait, so wait, you know, wait, we wait. don't understand Jamie. No, my, 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 I, just need, I just need to add, Brandon, you need to work, Brandon, you need to work on your Scottish accent next time. I know, friend. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What is funny is... Right, here's one for you, Marcus. Yeah. Paul, do a Welsh accent. Me? Yeah, come on. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, well, what do you want me to say? Anything you want. Anything you want. <laughs> the best one is Australian. That one absolutely kills me. Right. Right, can we just sit right. here? No, no, no. no. More, I just no more can... accents from me ever again. Never. <laughs> give us, give us an Australian. Put another shrimp on a Barbie, and I'll never ask you again. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I knew I get him. I knew I get him on that one. Um, but, <laughs> but, um. One of the things I noted, the Mike McCarthy fire. 
that was good to see because a yeah. lot of the time when you see Mike McCarthy, he's very um, he's although he's extroverted, he's very professional yeah. the way he comes across. Mm-hmm. Thinking, All of a sudden, I would say he can be a wee bit conservative at times with his speeches at times, but he, but, but, he, but, he, but he can but be. One, he can be, but this one was like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. it was good to see the fire because it's not something mm-hmm. that you've seen. Before and it's like you know he's bringing out the f bombs and he's like, yeah. I want to see physical. Let's yeah. get into them and it's like yes. In fact, Mark, was, it. You, was it you yesterday on your show that made a really good point that when you're comparing the speeches, Jason Garrett is more about the quotes. Mm-hmm. Was, that, was, that, was that yourself that mentioned that that, that that's a great point, not mm-hmm. yeah, mentioned. yeah. Like Garrett always used like the projector and have we quotes to tell what rate the players, but it was never like a. We need to do this. We need to do that. It was never right. none of that. It was never just a matter of fact. Like, yeah. we'll get it done. Mm-hmm. It was always some type of... That's right, Wendy. The world's team. <laughs> yeah. Garrett was a t-shirt coach. Everything he yeah. put on a t-shirt. Or on a cat poster. Right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jason Garrett took that too literal for that Giants practice. I didn't even think about that when I just said it. Yeah. You know, I remember that. that, You literally had the t shirt saying fight, and it literally just happened with Daniel Jones and all the scruffle. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, any of you guys want to add anything into the Hard Knocks review? There was some great other moments as well. If you want me to bring them up, or or you yeah. can. Uh, I would like to go back to to, to Dirt, Dirt, the defensive Dirt, yeah, coach. yeah. Um, I was concerned, and I'm glad I got this insight, because when we hired him and I looked up his background and I saw kind of where he came from, I had concerns that maybe the guys wouldn't be able to connect to him because – Mm-hmm. He's not a football guy in that God, sense. Yeah. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing yeah. for the for the 49ers for 10 years and now he's a coach, or you saw him come up through he's a legend at Oklahoma and now he's yeah. a coach. He doesn't have that type of background. Yeah. I, I was kind of concerned the guys wouldn't kind of connect with him, but to see just a little glimpse of that and to see the guys kind of being able to play around with them and you see them working for him on the field and you see them in the classroom. That That's really mm-hmm. encouraging to me because I've always said Marinelli had one foot in retirement for a decade. That oh, is yeah. true. He that just liked true, to be man. on the field and train with the guys on the field. But I, I would be shocked if Marinelli held real classroom work where he did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, <laughs> Uh, true dog, true. Yeah, yeah. and and they they they're responding to him, and he did right. seem like a high character guy. He does, yeah. He seems like he knows yeah. his stuff too. And you guys talked about he, it coming yeah, up I mean, through the UK ranks. He's well, he's out it. He's well, really out. Just to give you a wee insight as well, see when he was the head coach for the London Olympians, he pretty much dominated the UK scene in the early yeah. 2010s mm-hmm. before he got his opportunity to go to the Falcons and stuff like that, because. Um, Right now, like the so the other London teams, there's the London Warriors, which was uh FE Obada came from, who yeah. was the defensive end. We got the international, got him to mm-hmm. Dallas. Now he's killing it with Carolina right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean and, and not to mention that in terms of him going like so playing in NFL Europe, like he's got a lot of experience. And one of his actual defensive linemen coaches at the time is actually Jim Tilsula, believe it or not. Okay. 
So, and Jim Tulsula was the uh, defensive lineman coach for the Scottish Claymores back in 2001, I think it was. Yeah, it's so somewhere it was, around there, yeah. It, it was in the early 2000s, and Dora yeah, was still, yeah. still playing for him at that time, and, and that's who he learned from, and he's just kind of stepped from there, move onwards. He's done his coaching for the programme, went to Atlanta, and he actually did really well over there, and now he's given the opportunity with us. So, I... I think it's a great appointment, but it's an it's an unusual appointment. No one doesn't really know much about him, but right. like you said, mate, uh, uh, Marcus, he does he does have that that competitive nature, trying to get to the the players' mindset and get right. them focused. Like you saw what he was doing with um with Bash, the Basham, like with Basham, the, Basham, yeah, more primarily. Like mm-hmm. take away the uh, take away the banter, the, the, the having the laugh and that. But when it came to on. The actual field, yeah. you could see how engaging he was and mm-hmm. getting up close. Like, like, come on, no, do, do it again, do it again. I want to see better. Like, right. that's exactly what you want from your D line coach. And let me go back to this really quick because this is something we haven't, I haven't brought up. I've never seen our D, D tackles two gap the way they've been doing it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a testament to um, Quinn. Dan Quinn bringing in the right kind of guys, or is it yeah, yeah. the defensive line coach is coaching? But I'm seeing guys actually separate and two gap and not just go in head first and leave a lane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're holding the sh- they're holding the shoulder and peeking. Holding- right. I mean, even yeah. uh, Hamilton, who nobody yes. thought was anything, he yeah. looked good in practice in, in preseason. And even Rondell Carter. Right, Rondell Carter. And I was just about to get to the ends. We talk about how great Doris Armstrong looks. Is it coaching? Is it the light coming on? Um, Carter, like you just brought up, he's oh, bringing the great, heat. great call, yeah. Everybody's yeah. looking a lot better right now than they've looked in the past, even though it's preseason. Is that coaching? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would say it's time to coach in, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, really, what you're, you're, you're looking at is your defensive coordinator is going to bring the scheme, he's going to tell you how he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I want your guys to gap in, like you're saying, Marcus. Then it's down to your positional coach to implement it into those players. So I, I think when you're talking about it, it's, it there's that balance there. Yeah. But they are doing it, and they're doing it effectively, yeah. um, which is good. Just to add on top of that, like, if it wasn't for Dan Quinn, we wouldn't have had Adam Durd as our D-line mm-hmm. coach as well. So yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and Quinn is quite responsible for bringing in like the majority of the defensive side of the coaches as well and the assistants because he knows what he can work with and he knows what to, to bring to the table. So and I think and and I think credit is also given to McCarthy for giving Dan Quinn the trust factor to say like okay you're bringing these guys in okay that but I still want you to do this for the defensive side of the ball. So yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so just need to trust the trust the process pretty much which is right. yeah, I mean, brought up a great point. DJ Dog just saying Quinn has to be comfortable with this staff to go to the box. Yes, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because okay, th- this was something we had RJ on the other week, and this was something I brought up that Dan Quinn is up in the box calling. Like uh, being down on the field and out of the box has its pros and cons in either way. One of the things you do have to have is confidence in you guys down on the field if you're going up in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the big one. Um, and that was the point I was trying to make the other week with RJ. Yeah. 
Oh, big shout out to Mendoza. I'll see you in fantasy, my friend. <laughs> yes, Sunday. The only other one I wanted to bring up off Hard Knocks was the Rams practice. And very funny all, that. I think we're well, all going to bring up the same point here. <laughs> yeah. But it is funny that well, the, you've seen the Cowboys earlier. players on the sideline and they're all bringing it up. They're like going. It's going to happen. It's coming. They're like, look, one more big hit from these guys and it's going to kick off. Mm-hmm. And you could see it coming. And I think Hard Knocks in that sense, they did show it quite well about who the instigators in all of this was. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It's, yeah. it's clear as day. Even from the, mo- uh, the, t- uh, the mo- uh, cell phone footage of what happened, it was yeah. quite clear as day. Um, but, yeah. Connor Williams, man. What the hell? It's not the first time he's dominated it. I know. Contract year. I know. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, the, the other bit, I, uh, the, the last point I want to make is something I found quite fun is the la- very, very last scene, the Lyle Collins and Dax Mack talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. He, he, and, like, you know, Dak giving it back, mind. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you could see they were, they were both trying to bait each other. I- you could tell with Dax's expression, he was a wee bit butthurt because Lyle Collins is like, oh, just because you never got picked by LSU, you just had to go yeah. and right? Because yeah. right. <laughs> Dax would definitely have wanted to be down there. You 100% without a yeah. doubt. Yeah. But... He's from there. Exactly. Yeah. That area, yeah. yeah. Um, I would probably say he's probably a fan since he's down that way, so it would have been his dream. Um, oh, here's the Godfather. But talking of that, college football is back man next week yeah it's the 28th isn't it (laughs) (laughs) don't know no because i will get emotional (laughs) (laughs) just let it out (sighs) so i am looking forward to that are you a vols fan marcus no that's okay then yeah (laughs) rambles the vols fan I thought he was a Gators fan. Well, yeah. I mean, he follows the balls now because he, he's close enough to go to the games. But he's a he's a Gators fan, yeah. Uh, man, I am going to rip into him later then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they literally lost half their team. But um, uh, that is for this week um, where we're up to. Can I, um, can I, I just want to ask Mike which uh, quarterback the Jets have taken first overall. <laughs> do, you, do you know yet? Is there, uh, is there a kind of one or two punch? Or are they? Yeah. Imagine they did that, though, that they just went, uh, yeah, this just isn't time. working. Not the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be the first time? <laughs> it, that would be crazy to see uh, that happen all over again. Um, but before we go anywhere, make sure, guys, you go follow Marcus and is pal over at Cowboys own Brandon Lambert as well. He's Cowboys y'all, uh, y'all, so make sure you follow them. They do their show every week as well, Cowboys Zone. Me and Paul have been on with them, um, yeah. talking. We even did a little show, just the four of us once, with our own yeah. little and, and fact, show. Mar- Mar- uh, Marcus, uh, you need to tell him about the, the live fantasy show uh, you're going to be doing. Do All that right. So Lambo and I set up a, a Cowboys on fantasy football league. That's our second year. Um, so we just bring in some of our favorite guys, some of the favorite podcasters, um, some of our best viewers, 
and some super fans, we all get together, just do a fantasy, um, fantasy football league, and we do a show where we put the fantasy draft up live and we bring everybody in. And so the and reactions the can kind of come back and interact and tell us what we did wrong. It's, it's going to be a lot of trash <laughs> talking, so they can join in on that as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and if it's anything, if it was anything like last year with the first that was so much world, fun. That was it, it. Just sent everyone absolute bananas last year. Yeah. Basically, Patrick Mahomes went number one overall. I won't say who picked him. I just messed <laughs> up the draft. That, 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 that just said it all. That just said it all. Yeah. <laughs> and if you remember, I, I. I I was doing it from my van, like two thousand feet up in the air on top of a mountain. Right, <laughs> I remember that. Actually, because yeah. you you video called me after it, and and then you're like literally in like a V ten or something like that. And <laughs> I was like, "What the hell? Where the hell are you?" So, oh, I'm I'm just I'm in the mountain. I'm like, that. Yeah. <laughs> up in the mountains. Luckily, I had one. Uh, luckily, I had internet, so I was quite lucky because normally up in the up in the brackens. You don't get much signal up there, but I was lucky this time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a good, it, it is a good uh, bit of fun, and it is a good show. It's one of my favorite ones you did. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that was our favorite show too. <laughs> so if you yeah, it's a lot of fun. In, it's, it's twelve noon this Sunday, twelve noon Central Standard Time this mm. Sunday. Um, it'll, it'll be at least six of us on the show that I that I uh, know for sure. I'm just trying to figure out twelve cent twelve central. Did you say yeah? Yeah, twelve. Central. So that's six p.m. Yeah, six p.m. our time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So guys, be sure you go and check out Bluff City Cowboys, Cowboys Zone, and Cowboy Show. Yeah. Go and check them out, guys. In yeah, fact, you, you guys can find me on YouTube. Bluff They're City on Cowboys. you somewhere. There they are. Yeah. I am. There they are, look. Cowboys Zone. Look, in fact, it's the very first icon, look. And That's how important that. you are. That's how yeah. important you are to us, Marcus. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I just want to thank you guys for all your support because you guys have really, really been there with us since we started last year. I mean, you, I think you guys you guys were the first ones to definitely have us on your show out as an outside mm -hmm. podcaster. Um, yeah, yeah. We had you guys on our show. Um, yeah. And – like the night of my mom's funeral, you guys changed things around just to be able to squeeze me in during that that draft show. So I'm very <laughs> appreciative of all the support you guys have given me. Yeah, well, I, like we messaged you, mate, we're always here. Yeah. Hey, football is family. Exactly. As the saying goes. Absolutely. As the saying goes. Um, but before we go, we will just quickly tell you. That if you're going to a game this year, make sure you book it with Cowboys Experience. Their packages are available now. Uh, if you go to our social media, you'll find it all on there. They have tailgate parties, uh, meet and greets with football players and stadium tours. And make sure if you do it, you use the, the code UK Cowboys. Just tell them that we sent you. Because do you know what happens when you do? Go on, Greg. Tell them. You get free stuff. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Simple. So, <laughs> so, so don't be a clown. Get free stuff. Just all you need to do is reference the code UK Cowboys and get free stuff, guys. That's it. UK Cowboys. Send. Done. Done. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are as well, just so you're aware, getting to the end of season two. Season three, we are very close to taking the shiny wrapping off. In fact, is it next week our last show? Season uh, two? Next week will be our last show because we want to get season three ready for the pregame show for the Tampa Bay game. Mm -hmm. that's yes. That's so, so this is the penultimate of season two, and next week is the final episode, and then we'll we'll do a little 
um, what we're planning to do a, a highlight clip and some bloopers as well. We'll get all that sorted. Yeah, um, they'll be more available up on YouTube because it's just going to be a collection of good moments from season two. Yeah, because so. I, I don't think season three is going to be as good as season two. Um, don't say pretty, that. It was, it was great. Season two, we absolutely yeah, had something. Well, so you're saying that in order to beat season two, we have to do a. We have no, 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 What I'm saying is that in order to beat season two, we have to do a 72-hour draft show, day one, two, and three. Marcus, these two spend hours on the phone, and it gets crazy. <laughs> you should tell by my reaction I'm fucking thrilled about that suggestion. <laughs> Mike, open no. the door, Paul, you walk right into it. <laughs> we got we've got a plan for next year's draft show. It is it is one up from what we did the year before. But the big one yeah. is what we've got planned for 2023. That is if it comes oh, off honestly. Yeah, if it happens, mm. yeah. 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 Which is live, looking... live in what is it, Vegas 23? Oh no! We cannot confirm or uh, deny. (laughs) It will be in a separate location. Okay, that's all. That's all we'll say. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But mate, thank you very much for joining us. I know, like you, had to coach, sort of shuffle some things around. Um, Whatever you guys need, I'm always there. Yeah, and we will see you on Sunday, providing um, everything works out our end. So we'll be there make sure though guys go follow cowboy zone and bluff city and uh we'll see you all on sunday and i'll let graham and paul finish the show off have a good one guys have a good one see you next time